0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Davis. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN, Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, videos, podcasts, whatever it is doing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at Hit That Line. Com. You know, we talked a lot about the Rageback basketball team yesterday, but there are more things I want to get into when dealing with some of the celebrations that came along with the University of Arkansas on the 25th year anniversary. We're going to get into some other things going around the SEC as well, but I do want to start with the minor cosmetic things that I believe the University of Arkansas could do and accomplish that would make the fan experience better in general, because this was something that we discussed on my morning show this morning and also something that I've discussed with a lot of different fans, and that's the fact that they want to enjoy the games more than what they're enjoying right now. That it's not really that fun to go to a game. And people say, because I'm going to preface this with this, folks. It is all about winning. I know that. You know that. The American people know that. It's a very obvious statement, okay? I know it's about winning when it comes to fan attendance, fan energy, all that fun stuff. I, I know that. But when you're not winning, when you're not competing at that high level, when you're not getting things done at the level that you see fit, you got to find ways to be creative and innovative and getting the fans and the fans to enjoy the games more. Because what this, And this was all stemming from when I went to that game Uh, with, with Arkansas and Ole Miss and I saw the student section attended just it was it was atrocious it looked as bad if not worse than what John Pelfrey student sections looked like and I was in those student sections and I would know it was pathetic and it just seems like there is such a disconnect in the fans and the fan experience and going to these athletic events now, I have a lot of friends that work for the University of Arkansas. I have friends that are in the marketing department. And they do a fine job on some things. I know that there are, a, that's struggling for them too, because listen, that they've reached out to me in some occasions just asking me what my thoughts are. I mean, it's, there's, it's not like there's doing this on purpose. There is just this disconnect that people have to figure out and figure out what's the best course of action. And when I was watching that game on Saturday, it was blatantly obvious that there is a problem with it. And so I have come up with just a few things, a few minor things that can make the fan experience a little more enjoyable at athletic events. That's within reason. And again, I know it's about winning. I know it's about winning. I know it's about winning. But there are other things that you can do as well that can really help out your cause. So these are just going to be a few things I'm going to run through. And Hunter, year check. I know you're listening to this podcast. I know you listen every single morning. Because that's what you're all about. You want to hear what I have to say on matters. But these are just hopefully going to be some things that I can give to you and maybe can strike some gold, maybe can start a movement on some of these things. And I'm sure you'll have some suggestions of your own. So if you have those, you can go ahead and throw those to me via social media as well. So just a few things that I would do to improve student or excuse me, improve Arkansas athletics. And I'll start with the students. You all know that I was a big student section guy. I was in the trough. Now, I don't ever, I don't do it like other people do where that was my entire life and it was, it's never going to be better than what it was when I was there because when I was there, it was the best. I'm not that type. I want to see it be awesome all the time, even if I'm there or not. I wanted to see it great. And,. It's disappointing to me to see the lack of fun and entertainment and energy that the student section has by and large. Now, I don't know exactly what the reason is behind this, but I have a few observations. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're not encouraged to be creative on their own. There's no registered student organization for the trough, for the student section there. There's no organization. The only reason we were organized when I was there is because we made ourselves become organized. It's just kind of what happened. We forced ourselves to do it, and it worked. And I think it could work at the U of A if it just had some organization to it. If it had something to where you could have kids who are really big Razorback fans, who are really big in athletics and want to go to all these games, but have them be a part of a group that has other fans and other kids that are that same way, where they can come up with a lot of creative and fun stuff to make it entertainment. I'm telling you right now, folks, attendance starts with the student section. I know it's about winning, but it starts with the student section. Because if you have a great student section, the fans will want to follow suit. They'll be entertained and they'll be energized by you. The play on the court and the play on the field matters, of course. But they'll be energized by you and the way you're bringing it. So that's what people want to see. They want to see how the students can elevate it, and how they can get the old people involved. Because the old people don't need to be in charge of getting the place crazy. They don't need to be in charge of that. It starts with the students. And I think if the U of A would make a more structured and organized group to where these guys and these gals could come together every single game, make fun signs, all right, do fun things, not be discouraged because of how it would look or what type of thing... like. Because I think that that's also something that's is awful. Like you have new student section signs when the starting lineup for the opposing team's going on, and forever it was the same things of you know, he's cute, who's she, what's that smell, nice hair, you know, all that. It was just the same, but then they changed it this year to take out who's she and he's cute because I guess it's not PC enough for the starting lineups. That's it's stupid. But I think that if students were encouraged to make their own signs, to come creative with some of the supposing team signs that they would have, those are the small things that could make a difference. And I think that it would motivate kids and encourage kids to want to be a part of it and want to put stuff forward instead of being stifled in their creativity. So that's something that I think is is not going to get the play that I feel like it deserves. But I still think it's important. It's something that... I wish more fans and more and the University of Arkansas really looked at because if you got a st- strong student section showing game in and game out and you were able to bring it every single game and you were able to have fans and students alike be loud at games even when the team's not good that would be enjoyable for the fans and for the team and for everybody in general cuz loud energy is always fun and if you could be able to build on the creativity not dis- not extinguish it That would be something that would be really helpful. Another thing that I'd like to see is, I know we're talking particularly about basketball games, but I'd like to actually see more of the band involved and less of the piped-in DJ music. Like, there were times where two songs were playing at once over the PA. And I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but if it was on purpose, it sucked. It sounded terrible. And I just don't understand why piped-in music or how piped-in music is supposed to get the crowd lived up. Like, there's a few songs here and there, a few things that'll get people into it. But it doesn't need to be an NBA atmosphere. It needs to be an Arkansas atmosphere. It needs to be a college basketball atmosphere. And I think the more you have the band involved, the better. Have them having fun. Have the band director running around the stadium and running around the arena Throwing up shirts, trying to get everybody hyped up and back into it so that way when you come out of the timeout, the energy is still at a fever pitch. That's what was done so greatly for years at Bud Walton Arena and even at Barnhill before that is that when there was a timeout and a stoppage in play, whether your team was doing really well or whether your team was down, you had the band and everybody recapture the energy and bring it back. That was awesome. That made it enjoyable. That made it more fun for the fans. I think something as simple as that would be able to help. To where you have less DJ music and piped-in music, nobody seems like they're on the same page, no one knows what to do during that music. Take that out of there. Let the band handle it. Let the band handle the energy by in correlation with the student section, and you got you a fantastic atmosphere. It's as simple as that. Another one that I want is, of course, these are things that are coming from pricing. Because I think it's really tough to have... Solid prices to big events. Like if you have Arkansas and Kentucky basketball, you know, you're know you not going to be selling the tickets at the ultimate cheap. But I do believe that if you had a situation where you find yourselves in playing these non-conference opponents against nobody opponents, or if you have yourself in a situation where there's not really uh, any opponent coming in or if it's a lowly SEC team or something, where you basically know, or it's an APM p.m. tip on a Wednesday night, when you basically know that your attendance is not going to be really high. What I'd like to see is the U of A come out and say, hey, for this upcoming game, upper deck tickets are 5 bucks or 10 bucks, something like that, really cheap. Come on in, and we'll get you into the door. Do you not want fans there? Because I'm telling you folks right now, they're $25 face value, and I know that they vary from time to time, but $25 for the most part. Do you think a family of four is going to pay $100 not including concessions, just to get in the door to see the Razorbacks play McNeese State? No. They're not going to do that. No one's going to do that. And I know you can go to StubHub, but if you made it more readily available to where people could come to the game, come to the game cheap for games that don't matter as much, you'll probably get your money back on concessions by the money they buy and by the items that they buy. So I just don't understand why you would not want more people in the stands encourage people to come into the game, get them into the doors. And this goes for all you season ticket holders too. If you have season tickets, get rid of your tickets, get rid of them, give them away. If you can't sell them and you're not going to be at the game, give them away. And if you're struggling to give them away, give them to me. I will give them away on my social media account or on my radio show or whatever. I will make sure they are given away. There is no reason for tickets to go to waste, especially if you didn't even try to do anything like that. And I think that more people in the stands creates a more enjoyable environment, a more memorable environment, and something that a lot of people who don't have an opportunity to go to games because of how expensive it is or whatnot, they can at least see it in action, see it all in action. And let's be honest, folks, if you're at a low attended game and they give you upper deck tickets, chances are you can probably move down lower and it shouldn't be a problem. So I'm about that. I'm also about cheaper concessions. That's gotten better, but still not great. It's, I could still go to the concession stand and drop 20 bucks on two drinks and two food items. It's, it's unbelievable. But I think that if you're able to lower the cost on some things, you don't have to do it on everything, but just on some things. Lower the cost of it. Make it more accessible and affordable for a lot of these families that come in. And that makes it fun. Have more food items. like Have a Chick-fil-A like they do in football or a Slim's. Now, something like that. Have something that people really love and always will eat and enjoy and have it there in your arena. Make it about the fans and getting their butts in the seat. Make it about them coming in and them doing whatever they can, whatever's humanly possible to get there to the game and be a part of it. Those are just a few suggestions. I have a lot more, but time constraints won't allow me to do it. But my whole point of this is is this. That Arkansas is a great place to watch a game. Football, basketball, baseball. Basketball and baseball especially. Bud Walton Arena is one of the greatest and coolest places to watch a college basketball game. It's got an atmosphere that can be like no other. It's got fans that can be into the game completely and on the edge of their seat all the time. It has so many great advantages and so much of a great atmosphere. The last thing you want to do is stifle that you don't you don't want to find ways to tell everyone no you want to find ways to tell everyone yes you want to encourage people to come into the games when the product's not great when the team isn't going to be a top 25 team you got to be creative and the way that you can be creative is by finding ways to get people into the seats finding ways for them to be entertained and not entertain because some study told you this that they did it in the NBA. Know your audience. know your consumer, know your fans. Once you know your fans, you know what they want, you know what they like, and you can make it work. I don't understand why it's so difficult, but it is difficult for some reason. I hope it changes. I hope it gets fixed. But unfortunately for Arkansas, I think we're a long ways away from any of that. But it's important to win. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's all about winning. Winning is first, second, third, and fourth priority. But when the winning's not there, make the fans come to the games, not because they feel like they have to, but it's because they want to enjoy a game watching their favorite team, no matter who they play. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this was coming about of Nick Starkle, the quarterback, former quarterback from Texas A&M, who had, uh, took a fictional visit over to Arkansas over the weekend. And he's looking like it's going to be a lock for the Razorbacks. I never want to make guarantees because it usually makes – um, he looked really stupid. But just from looking at some of the interviews that he did with some recruiting experts here locally, they say that it's a really good shot. He loved being around Rakeem Boyd, who was his former teammate there at Texas A&M. He loves the coaching staff. He has Florida State also on his radar. But from what it sounds like, he may not even take the trip to Tallahassee because he feels that strong about Arkansas and the chances that they have. And I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think that this is something that – I can understand for your concerns, you, you Razorback fans. I understand that you have a quarterback situation in a quarterback room on the team that is so up in the air and so confusing, and you don't really know how to feel about it. Because, listen, I don't know how to feel about it. But what I do know is that more quarterbacks, to me, is better. Create competition. If Nick Starkel wants to come to Arkansas, you find a way to get him to Arkansas. Forget the rest of that crap. All right, right, don't worry about that. Don't worry about finding, oh, well, how's it going to affect Ben Hicks or how's it going to affect this, that, the other. Get quarterbacks on campus. Let them settle it out on the practice field on who's going to be the best and who's going to be the starter, and you roll with it right from there. Simple as that. And I hope that that's what's happening with the case of Nick Starkle is that him and Ben Hicks will probably be the two guys that are going to be looked at. I know people have been saying about Connor Nolan. Connor Nolan's not going to play quarterback next year, folks. He's he's not going to start. And if he is, it's because of crazy circumstances of injuries and transfers and whatnot. But he's not going to be the guy. You need to move on from Connor Nolan. It's going to be Ben Hicks. It's going to be Nick Starkle, one of those two guys next year. And then after that, Nick Starkle, he'll have one more year of eligibility. So if he ends up being the guy, you at least feel pretty confident there. Maybe it'll be K.J. Jefferson after that. Maybe Chandler Morris will be after that. I don't know. But this is the type of situation that you want to find yourself in if you're Chad Morris and the Razorbacks. You want to win now, and you want to have a quarterback on your squad that's going to help you win now. And I don't know, maybe Ben Hicks can be that guy. Maybe Ben Hicks and the knowledge that he has of the offense and of the playbook and of the style and of the philosophy and all that fun stuff, maybe he's your guy. Maybe he can lead you to the quote-unquote promised land of Razorback football, which means getting to a bowl game this year. And if that's great, if that's what he can do, that's great. But I am about competition. The more the merrier. Get whoever can win you games out there. And if Nick Starkle's the guy, then Nick Starkle's your man. And go out there and let's win some games. Let's make Razorback football great again. That's what it needs to be. And so I hope Nick Starkle does come to Arkansas. Because at this point in time, because I've had a lot of people tell me about this and and how they feel or how it'll impact the morale or the confidence of other players. Folks, I'm going to be mean here. But this is the SEC. This is SEC football. It's not a knitting class. You go out there on the field, and the best person plays. We said they should and if the person that doesn't get to play is not the best on the team, sorry. Sorry about you. I'm sure you're a good kid. But this is about competition, and it's about being the best. And if you're not the best, you don't deserve to play. But we're getting into this day and age where a lot of these kids who come out of high school who were the man at their team, who were the number one guy, they get to a place like in Arkansas or any other D1 Power 5 school, and they got nothing. They're not playing. And they get pissed and they leave. Why? Because they were everything in high school. They were the guys. They were the best. They didn't have to worry about anybody coming in and trying to steal their thunder. Well, now you see the results of it. You see a lot of kids transferring out, a lot of kids that don't want to deal with it, that don't want to put in the work, that just want to leave as soon as possible because they're not the man. And I don't care about that. Neither should you. You should care about winning. So should these kids. That's never going to happen, but that's what they should care about. I care about the wins. So Ben Hicks, Connor Nolan, KJ Jefferson, whatever. If you get mad or you get upset if Nick Starkle comes in onto your team, beat him out. Beat him out. It's as simple as that. Don't worry about the rest of the crap that comes along with it. If you're better, then prove it on the field. And if you don't, and if you don't prove it, then sorry, you got to go with the best guy and earn your stripes. Maybe you can get back. Maybe you can get back into the starting rotation. Maybe you can overcome it in the off season. Whatever it is, but don't just give up because some guy comes in. Nick Starkle, I I predict I'm going to go. In. I know I said I wouldn't predict, but I am going to predict he will be the quarterback for. Our, he will be a quarterback coming to Arkansas. And it's going to be between him and Ben Hicks. And honestly. I don't know who to go with. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow morning. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.